Welcome to the Not Old Better Show. I'm Paul Vogelsang, and this is episode number 411. Today's show is brought to you by Glutidose Wellness. As part of our Smithsonian Associates Year of Music Artist Interview Series, our guest today is pianist, raconteur, and American music specialist, Robert Wyatt. Robert Wyatt will be presenting at the Smithsonian Associates program titled The Sound of Music at 60, the musical that's one of our favorite things. Check out our website for more details. This is absolutely one of my favorite things, and Robert Wyatt and I will discuss the behind-the-scenes elements of The Sound of Music to showcase the making and production of the beloved and enduring show that captured a tale of hope amid the darkness of wartime Europe. Robert Wyatt explores the history of the musical, how the real-life story of the Von Trapp family singers differs from the Broadway and film depictions, and the collaborative relationships and backstage drama among the musical's producers, directors, and cast. Please join me in welcoming to the Not Old Better Show via internet phone, Robert Wyatt. Well, Robert Wyatt, welcome to the program. Good morning, Paul. It's great to talk to you. Of course, we've talked previously, and, and you've been such a fan favorite that I wanted to have you come back. And I wonder if you'd tell us briefly about your upcoming Smithsonian Associates presentation, because it's a good one. Well, I was reading through some notes, and I realized it's the Silver Jubilee, the 60th anniversary wow. of the opening of The Sound of Music on Broadway in 1959, with Mary Martin and Theodore Bakel and seven children, a bunch <laughs> of nuns, and, and friends of the family. So I said, wouldn't it be wonderful to um, talk about that and the movie version that came out six years later. You know, The Sound of Music just has that special place. I think it maybe it's this time of year, certainly the 60th uh, Jubilee, as you say, is it makes it very special. But what else makes The Sound of Music and its songs so special to all of us? Well, I've thought about that. Um, you know, Sound of Music is um, Rodgers and Hammerstein's final musical. Mm. Um, they wrote eight previously, and so Oscar Hammerstein knew that this was the end for him. So I think as far as the lyrics go, he was um, tuned into a different atmosphere, a different world, and Richard Rodgers picked up on it and gave some of his most beautiful melodies. So with regard to Rodgers and Hammerstein, they actually, in my research of this, which I, f- I found fascinating because I'm not sure how this might work, but it, it seems like maybe this is kind of the reverse of how it often works, and you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but Rodgers and Hammerstein were actually approached by Mary Martin, who was their star of South Pacific, yes. about transforming. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about that. Uh, you know, I, I'm curious, is that the norm? Does, that, does the star often approach the, <laughs> the, the writers, the lyricists in, in this, in, in that direction? And, and how, how, did she, how was she so successful in persuading them to do this? Well, Mary Martin had last done... Um, um, Peter Pan in 1954. So she was looking for something new to do. And one of her husband, Richard Halliday's friends at Paramount, Vincent Donahue, had been given a German film um, done a few years before that looked very interesting. And he wanted to look for a vehicle for Audrey Hepburn. And she turned it down and he sold the rights uh, to 20th Century Fox. Uh, Mary Martin heard about it from her husband, and she went to Rodgers and Hammerstein with the idea. Oscar Hammerstein was then in the hospital, so Dick Rogers says, well, it sounds wonderful, but I um, would like to write the entire score, but we're doing Flower Drum Song right now, so we'll have to wait. And, and they did. 
Hi, it's Paul. We'll be right back with Robert Wyatt to talk more about the 60th Diamond Jubilee anniversary of The Sound of Music. You know, as I mentioned at the top of the show today, we're brought to you by Glutadose Wellness. And I want to let you know about a great new supplement from Glutadose, the Glutadose Wellness product. For all of us in the Not Old Better Show audience, we know that to live that fuller life, it gets complicated because we live in a complicated, toxic world filled with dangerous chemical substances, radiation pollution, processed foods, alcohol, smoke, stress, and many other factors that threaten our healthier, fuller life. Glutadose Wellness is a unique liquid antioxidant. Glutadose Wellness contains glutathione, which is a powerful antioxidant and detoxifier already found in most cells of our bodies. Glutathione plays a key role in supporting the immune system, keeping us healthy and preventing many diseases. And here's the big issue. Starting at age 20, our natural glutathione levels decrease 8 to 12% every 10 years. Additionally, other factors such as stress, unhealthy habits, unhealthy eating, all contribute to the depletion of our natural glutathione levels. Most adults over 35 have less glutathione than what their immune system requires to function properly. So our sponsor, Glutadose Wellness, taken on a daily basis, is an effective way of increasing glutathione levels and helping our immune system to protect us, to feel better, and to prevent diseases. Glutadose Wellness comes in liquid form and the dose is pre-measured for you inside a single-use vial to guarantee the exact precise dosage. And I will tell you, glutadose tastes great. Glutadose Wellness also includes vitamin C and zinc that help glutathione work better to rejuvenate your body cell by cell, build your health from the cells up, and feed your cells like never before. Don't miss out on life's best moments. Try Glutadose Wellness for yourself. We'll provide links in the show notes to glutadose.com slash better, but go to glutadose.com slash better and you can check it out. You'll be happy you did and you'll feel great. Glutadose is produced in the USA with the highest pharmaceutical standards and best quality ingredients. These are my statements and have not been evaluated by the FDA. The Glutadose product is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure or prevent disease. Now back to our guest, Robert Wyatt, and more about the sound of music. We are, of course, with Robert Wyatt. Robert Wyatt will be at the Smithsonian Associates Presenting on Thursday, December 5th, the title of the presentation is The Sound of Music at 60, the musical that's one of our favorite things. It's always been one of my favorite things, Robert Wyatt, uh-huh. and, and uh, I, I think this is going to be just a wonderful presentation of yours. But let's talk about the movie version for just a second, and, and that didn't star Mary Martin, it starred Julie Andrews, yes. won five Academy Awards, it in, again, in my research, I found that it was one of Hollywood's most popular musicals ever. I also learned that the film was filmed on location, and I thought that really must have added so much to it. I didn't even realize that before. Yes, um, the preliminary um, trials and recording of the music was done in Hollywood. The two months of rehearsals to get the dance and the staging and everything right. Then um, the director, Robert Wise, took 250 cast members and studio and technicians to Vienna for six weeks um, to film the show. And it took an extra five weeks because it rained. Hmm. So 11 weeks in Vienna, sorry, in Salzburg. And then they came back to Hollywood 
and filmed another six weeks to try to get all the scenes that were left out. The dining room scene, the ballroom, the terrace, and the gazebo. Just out of curiosity, what's your favorite song from Sound of Music? Oh, that's difficult, but I, it, <laughs> it always comes back to Edelweiss. Um, Edel, uh, yeah. Edelweiss was put in the show very late. They had taken the trial run to New Haven, um, where Oscar Hammerstein was not able to attend because he was dying at that time. And um, then they found him in Boston, where he realized there was one song missing, the song where um, Captain Von Trapp would sing to his family um, for the Salzburg Music Festival. Um, and so he wrote Edelweiss in only three days, and Dick Rogers took the lyrics, and he wrote a simple guitar melody for Theodore Bekel to sing. And it's Oscar Hammerstein's last song of more than 1,500 song lyrics, and it's tremendously beautiful. It is beautiful. It's it's certainly one of my favorites. I, it's a bit haunting, although I, I do love it. I, I also love Do Re Mi and Climb Every Mountain. They're, they're just some great songs. Will we get to sing oh. during your presentation with you? Well, that's... Very curious because you know the way that I've arranged it. No, you would not get to sing. But <laughs> okay. Your idea has given me a, a a new possibility for the very end of the presentation to have everyone sing along. Well, I think that would be fun, but I know the presentation is going to be hugely popular. It's coming up. It is titled "The Sound of Music at 60, The Musical. That's one of our favorite things. Robert Wyatt's been our guest. I know you're super busy, Robert Wyatt. We're catching up to you. During the Thanksgiving holidays, I know you've got a performance tonight. You've got a performance at Smithsonian Associates coming up. We so appreciate your generous time, and we're looking forward to to the Sound of Music presentation by you. But Robert Wyatt, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Paul. My thanks to Glutidose Wellness for sponsoring today's show, and special thanks to Robert Wyatt for joining me today. As always, my thanks to the Smithsonian team for all they do to help the show, and to you, our wonderful Not Old Better Show audience. Talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody.